Hello, and welcome to another broadcast of The Simple Truth, an outreach of Eye on the Crown Ministries, a ministry whose purpose is to present the Word of God in a dynamic and easy-to-understand manner so all men, women, and children will hear the good news of Jesus Christ and accept Him as their Savior and Lord of their life. Taking shortcuts in life and trying to find a temporary solution to issues can often lead to greater problems and frustration. Doing things the way God wants them done often requires time, patience, dedication, and persistence. When you face challenges in life, God will always be there to help you through them, but you will have to do it His way and trust that He will deliver you. To help you through those challenges, God has sent His Holy Spirit to be a support and guide and an intercessor in prayer for you. Paul tells us through these scriptures that God always has our best interests at heart and everything that happens will be a benefit to us in the end. So I invite you to take out a pen and paper as we take a wonderful journey through the Word of God with your Bible teacher, Weldon Green, as he presents the Bible study series, 21 Benefits of a New Life, Part 4, based on the book of Romans, Chapter 8. Those of you who can, grab your Bibles, your smartphones, your e-readers, or your tablets, whatever you may have the Bible on, and turn with me over to the book of Romans, chapter 8, starting at verse number 18. And I'll be reading to you from the New King James Version of the Bible. Hear the words of the Lord. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was not subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Gracious Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word. And now, Lord, I pray that you would open up the hearts and the minds of the hearers and prepare them, Lord, to hear your word, that your truth might be revealed to them. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
Now, no one willingly wants to experience suffering, pain, and sacrifice, but without it, many amazing discoveries and accomplishments in this world would not have occurred. For instance, the inflatable life jacket that is standard issue today on ships and boats and airlines came about as a result of the sinking of the Titanic in 1912. See, at that time, life jackets were made of cork and which was very heavy and it injured many of the passengers as they jumped into the water and they weren't all that effective for long term use. For a lot of things, without pain, there can be no gain. Olympic caliber athletes trained for most of their lives for the opportunity to compete in the Olympic Games that only occurs once every four years. They go through the sacrifice of early morning workouts when most of us are still asleep. Some even leave their home to go live in another state or another country to train with the world class coach. They push their bodies to the point of breaking. Then they continue to push, increasing the pain and suffering to their bodies. But they sacrifice knowing that it's necessary. They sacrifice eating certain types of foods or hanging out with their friends because they know that the reward for what they are going through will far outweigh the pain they are currently feeling. Maybe you are going through your own time of sacrifice by working two jobs so you can pay for your child's education or so that your wife can stay home and raise the children. Maybe you are a college student and you are sacrificing hanging out with your friends because you are staying up late at night doing homework or spending your weekends studying and working a part time job. What about those of you who are postponing the purchase of some expensive things that you want so that you can save and invest your money for retirement or for your child's education? Sometimes you may get discouraged and question if the sacrifice, hard work and suffering is all worth it. The Apostle Paul answers that question in verse 18 with a resounding and encouraging yes he proclaims that the things you are enduring now are only temporary and they don't compare to the rewards, benefits and sense of accomplishment you will receive. But if you quit because things get tough or the going gets rough, you would never experience the joy and honor of the reward that comes from hard work and sacrifices. When I was in grad school working on my MBA degree, it was an intense two-year structure program of courses that did not allow you to drop in and out at your leisure or pick and choose which courses you would take. Once you started on that structured program, you had to stay with it the entire two years until completed. And because I had a full-time job and served as the assistant pastor at my church, I had to put in many long hours regularly going to bed after 1 a.m. or staying up all night to get projects and assignments done, then go to work the next day. And I want you to know that it was hard and required a great deal of dedication and sacrifice on my part, but not once did I get discouraged or think about giving up. 
because I knew that the sacrifice and suffering was only temporary and the reward of having an MBA degree would be worth it. But many people dropped out of the MBA program because they were not willing to make the sacrifices and do what was necessary to complete the program. Now, there is an old saying I've heard many people say over the years, and I'm sure you've heard it, too. And it says anything worth having is worth working hard for. And, you know, living a life that is pleasing to God requires the same kind of commitment, sacrifice and hard work as anything else you view as worth having. To experience the blessings and benefit God promises, you must be persistent, steadfast and unmovable in your goal to press towards the mark of the high calling of God. You must be willing to endure some temporary pain, suffering and sacrifices to receive God's eternal reward. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 16 through 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal and that's encouraging and in verses 19 through 21 the apostle paul gives us the 10th benefit of the new life and that is you shall rule over creation look at verse 19 it says for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God for the creation was subjected to futility not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God see when when God created the earth it was perfect and everything in it was perfect and there was no sin or death on the earth. But through Satan's deception and Adam's disobedience, sin was ushered into the world. And along with it, evil, wickedness, suffering, pain and death. The things that are going on in this world are allowed to happen by God because of the sin that dominates this world. And as a result of sin, the earth is weak, the creatures are weak, and man is weak. But there is hope because of the promise God made to Adam that he would bring an end to the one who deceived man and caused him to rebel. Once again, God's children will rule in the new heaven and the new earth, and everything will be at peace. The scripture says that all creation can't wait until the children of God are revealed so that things can be put in their rightful order. The prophet Isaiah says it like this in chapter 11, verses six through nine. He says that the time is coming when the wolf will dwell with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a child will lead them. 
The cow and bear will graze. Their young ones will lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child will play with the cobra's hole and the wane child will put his hand in the viper's den. They will not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord. Now, you know, dear friend, God's spirit has to be controlling things for this type of interaction to take place in creation. But our hope of future rewards helps us to endure the pain and the suffering of the present. Our hope is based on what we know about God and experienced with him and not on what we see. That's what faith is all about. See, through faith, we eagerly await for the reward that has been promised. When a woman is going through childbirth, she has to endure great pain that only a woman who has had a baby would know about. But she willingly goes through it because of the eager anticipation of the child that will be born. So her future hope or rewards helps her to persevere through the present pain of giving birth to that child. Now, the 11th benefit that Paul tells us about in these scriptures is that the spirit helps when you're weak in prayer. Look at verse 26. It says, likewise. The spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. See, Paul talks about needing the spirit's help when we are weak and we're trying to pray. When Jesus was getting ready to leave his disciples, he told them that he must go so that God could send the spirit who, among other things, would be a helper. And when you are suffering through the many challenges brought on by life, you are vulnerable because you may have an emotional, physical or spiritual weakness that can hinder your ability to pray. So the spirit steps in and guides and motivates you in your prayer and on how to pray. Now, note that the spirit is a helper, not a substitute. You still need to pray to God for his help. You still need to go to him and tell him all about it. You still need to turn to him when times are tough in your life. See, suffering and pain is no excuse not to pray. If anything, it should drive you to your knees quicker to seek the face of God. In other words, you have to give him something to work with and bring his attention to your knees. The Holy Spirit will prompt you to take it to God in prayer and guide you on what to pray about. But you must be willing to follow his prompting and act on his guidance and not be stubborn or be rebellious to go to God in prayer. Although God already knows what you are going through and what you're even going to ask about and what you need, he still wants you to come to him like one of his children and talk to him about your need. And as much as it may hurt him to watch you suffer or go through certain things, he knows that it's necessary for your spiritual growth and relationship with him. You know, in my office, I have a very nice sign. It says, when life gets too hard to stand, kneel. 
And that helps me to remember that I'm not in this alone, that I always have someone that is willing to help me out no matter what's going on in my life. And that makes me feel so good because it relieves some of the pressure that I put on myself in thinking that I have to solve every situation myself or have all the answers to my problem. Psalms, the 34th chapter, verses 15 through 19 says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite, that means a repentant spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. When it seems like God is far away, he is closer than ever because his spirit is with you. He will hear you and deliver you from your afflictions. The 12th benefit of the new life in Christ is connected to benefit 11 because they both involve the Holy Spirit helping you in prayer. And that is the Spirit intercedes for you in prayer. Now let's look at Romans verses 26 and 27 of that eighth chapter. It says, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. If God received many of our prayers without the filter of the Holy Spirit, he would be disappointed at how fleshly our minds are. Despite how spiritual we may try to sound, God knows our heart. And this is especially true when we've been hurt, rejected, mistreated, or betrayed. Now, I know that what comes out of my mouth may sound like this. Lord, I pray your favor, grace, and mercy over that person that hurt me. Because I know that as a good Christian, and especially as a minister, that is what I'm supposed to say. But in my mind and in my heart, I'm saying, Strike them down, Lord, for doing me wrong and punish them bad. But I'm so glad this benefit of the new life is that the Holy Spirit will take my selfish prayer and clean it up and present it to God in a way that is acceptable because the Spirit knows the heart of God and what is acceptable. So when the Spirit finishes with my selfish prayer and when it comes before God from the Spirit, it sounds something like this. Mm, oh, Lord. See, this is not praying in the Spirit where you speak in an unknown tongue. This is praying by the Spirit where he is interceding for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. See, the Spirit presents my hurt and sorrowful heart to God and God knows the mind of the spirit and accepts my revised prayer dear friends there are some situations in life that will hit you so hard and so fast that all you will be able to do is moan as the tears are running down your face you will be so devastated that you won't know what to pray about because your mind will be so preoccupied with trying to sort out 
what was going on. And we all have had or will have times like that in our life. And there's nothing wrong with it or nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed to admit. It doesn't mean that you are defeated or weak in your faith unless you stay in that condition and you let it destroy you. That's when the spirit steps in and presents your moans and groaning to the Lord with his own groanings as he intercedes for you according to what he knows God's will is for your life. If having the Holy Spirit wasn't good enough, it gets better because the 13th benefit of the new life is even more encouraging. And that benefit is all things work together for your good. Look at verse number 28. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. But you can't get to verse 28 without going through verses 18 through 27. In order to have a testimony, you got to have a test. Now, notice that this verse starts with the conjunction and this indicates that this verse is connected to the preceding verse where the spirit had to intercede for you during the time you were weak and didn't know how to pray or what to say. And your mouth was saying one thing, but your heart and mind really wanted something else to happen. But let me tell you, nothing that happens in your life is an accident, fluke or even bad luck. God is in control of everything that happens in your life, the good and the bad. Nothing happens to you without his knowledge and permission. See, God doesn't cause all things to happen to you. He just allows them to happen because of the sin that is in this world. But he has a purpose for allowing it to happen. And one of the purposes is, is to humble you. Another purpose is is to draw you closer to him. A third purpose is to strengthen you to help others. And a fourth purpose on why God allows these things to happen to you is so that he will be glorified and praised for how he brought you out. And always remember this, dear friend, it's not about you. No matter how bad things may get, no matter how tough the situation is, no matter how sorry you feel for yourself, always remember is not about you. It's all about giving God the glory so that others will hear about this glory and they'll accept him as well to be Lord and Savior of their life. God is working it all out for your good. That unwanted divorce you went through, it's working for your good. The long illness and death of a spouse is working for your good. The job loss you experience due to no fault of your own is working for your good. That cancer or terminal disease diagnosis you received is working for your good. The hard time you're having in school or in your marriage is working for your good. So when you recover from that suffering, pain, and bad situation, you can tell others how good God is and how he brought you through that situation. When you begin to magnify his name and witness about his saving power, others will want to know more about this God that you serve that can do all that. When you lift him up, he'll draw all men unto him. 
I know you can't see it right now, dear friend, but that's where your faith comes in. As one of his children, he has promised you that all things will work together for your good. I'm telling you this from experience. God has never broken a promise to me and God has never let me down. God will do what he says he will do. You just have to trust him and prepare yourself for the victory over whatever negative thing is happening in your life. Then tell someone about it, just like you would tell them about a big sale at your favorite department store. Tell them about with that same level of excitement and enthusiasm so that they'll feel like they're about to miss out on a big opportunity to get something they really need or desire to have. And that is eternal life. Well, listening friends, that's all for this week. But I hope this week's broadcast has been a blessing to you and has encouraged you to either seek a closer relationship with God or accept Jesus as your Savior. There is no greater or more fulfilling decision you will ever make in your life than this. When we are facing trials in life, it's tempting to take the quick or easy way out. But what normally happens is that the quick fix turns out to be temporary and many times only makes the problem worse. Just like the saying goes, haste makes waste. There is never any waste, however, when you follow the directions of God's Holy Spirit because he knows exactly what God has in store for your life and he will not lead you astray. But you must be willing to submit to God's will and turn to him in prayer for help and directions. Then you must be committed to doing things the way he says to do them. You always have a choice. You can do it your way or you can do it God's way. And although God's ways may require time, sacrifice and commitment, the outcome will not be disappointing and it will last for eternity. The songwriter wrote, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. So, dear friend, I encourage you to accept Jesus as your Savior and let him be Lord over your life. The Bible says it's as simple as acknowledging your sins before God and asking him to forgive you for those sins. Then ask Jesus to come into your life and be your Lord and Savior. For the Bible says in Romans 10 and 13, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, I invite you also to visit our ministry website and explore our other resources at www.ionthecrown.org. Also, feel free to send me an email through the Contact Us link on our ministry website and let us know how our broadcast may have made an impact in your life or what we can do to improve them. Your input will be welcomed and greatly appreciated. Now, thank you for listening and join me again next week for part five of the Bible study series, 21 Benefits of the New Life. Now, have a blessed and prosperous day. God bless you.